Hello and welcome, America. Are you in despair? Do you hate your country? You would think so, looking at some of the editorials yesterday. My goodness. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on this year's program. Now, I was going to, in all candor and honesty, uh, uh, pull back the, the, the curtain here. I was going to talk out of the gate about the shooter in Illinois, but there's a story that has hit the wires. Well, it's hit Twitter, I should say. It's hitting the wires right now, and I actually think this is a more important story just as headlines go, and I think I got an obligation to go with where the the big stories are that maybe nobody else is talking about, and I don't know that anybody's talking about this, but this is the biggest story of the day, and we will get to the shooter at the bottom of the sour, but I need to start here. Uh, This is from the website Debt Hammer. About 21% of crypto investors said they've used a loan to pay for their cryptocurrency investments. Personal loans were most popular, but payday loans, title loans, mortgage refinances, home equity loans, and leftover student loan funds have been utilized. Almost 19% of respondents said they've struggled to pay at least one bill due to the amount of money they've invested in cryptocurrency. And about 15% said they're worried about eviction, foreclosure, or car repossession due to their investing. Extreme losses, almost 5% of investors say they've lost $100,000 or more, while fewer than 1% said they've made the same amount. A considerable portion of the people who borrowed money to put into cryptocurrency did so either because cryptocurrency prices fell sharply or prices are historically low. Now, why is this a a big issue? Now, keep in mind, uh, by the summer of 1929, approximately 300 million shares of stock had been purchased on margin. That was right before the Great Depression. Uh, A lot of people are about to be wiped out for a variety of reasons, and uh, one of the downsides I think history will look back and see is the historically low interest rates that we've had in this country over the last decade have encouraged people to go to riskier and riskier investment opportunities in order to try to get a return on their investment. And a lot of people now treat investing like gambling. In fact, I pointed this out with this story that so many people have treated investments like gambling, and a lot of people reply, well, investing is gambling, except historically it's not. If you put your money in to growth stocks or, or value stocks that pay good dividends, you park it there for 30 years, your money tends to grow. The historic anomaly period of like 1966 to 1982 was was really the anomaly in the stock market, where if you put $19,500 in, you came out with $19,000. But typically, the market grows. We may be back into one of those periods of time where there's no growth. Now, that's not to say, however, if you if you invest in stocks that pay a dividend. The dividend comes back, you compound it, you keep buying more stock with a dividend, the number of shares of stock that you have grows. That matters. Now, I'm not an economic radio show. This is not uh, your your, uh, poor man's Dave Ramsey or Clark Howard. But this actually is a really big story, and we need to pay attention to it, because as interest rates rise... 
and loans are recapitalized. Some people have uh, adjustable rate mortgages. Some people have uh, debts where as interest rates rise, their uh, debt load will go up. It'll impact them negatively. We're going to find that traditional investments begin to make more money as interest rates rise, but a lot of people who poured into crypto because it was the new shiny thing and they took risky bets and risky investments and risky loans, they're going to find they don't have money to pay back the debt. Uh, For those of you who don't pay attention to cryptocurrency, it has been crashing. It went up to historic heights. It's something new. A lot of celebrities got in on the act. You had Matt Damon pushing what crypto.com or whatever, some some website, a uh, big launch at the Super Bowl. A lot of celebrities investing, a lot of celebrities in, encouraging people to invest. The number of uh, comments that I block on Instagram uh, from people saying, oh, I invested with so-and-so and he helped me figure out uh, Bitcoin. The number of Twitter scams, the number of con artists, the number of celebrities who pretended they knew what they were doing, who had no idea what they were doing, and they lured people in who were trying to make money, uh, some on desperate times, some of them young. And this is this primarily hits the 20-something market. The 20-somethings are the ones who are going to be wiped out, and, and some of the 30-somethings, more than the 40s, 50s, and 60s who have been around the block enough to know that some of these investments are shady. But the people just starting off, and they decided they knew better. You know, this reminds me of, um, what's his name, Solomon's son, who took over the United Kingdom of Israel. And instead of listening to the old men, he listened to the young men. And the old men told him to be humble and be charitable. And the young men essentially told him to be brash, be angry, essentially go out and mean tweet, do some risky deals. And he listened to the young men and wound up splitting the kingdom. This this young men listening to young men on how to invest. They don't have worldly experience. They're in the podcast world and social media. And they made some risky endeavors. I can't tell you the number of people I personally know in my circle of friends who were pushing crypto very hard to the point where they were encouraging each other to take out money from their home line of credit or cash in other investments to buy crypto because sky's the limit. It's only going to go up Buy the dip. It was kind of a, 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 for lack of a better term, and excuse me for saying it this way, a, a bastardized financial schemes that uh, people were taking the talking points from routine, normal, safe investments and twisting them ever so slightly to invest in crypto. Now, I'm crypto skeptical. I've got friends of mine who love it, who have invested, who continue to buy the dips, and they've got the money to do it, and they defend it, and that's fine. I'm not here to dissuade you from investments, but I am here to tell you that when you're taking out loans to invest in anything that can go up and down, uh, you are breaking the boundaries of normal conduct. And unfortunately, we've been doing this in this country. And one of the important reasons and the important questions here is why? Why have people been doing this? Because in the past... 
you could take safe investments and you could get a reasonable rate of return on those safe investments. Because interest rates that were 4%, 5%, 6% could then in turn generate safe investments of 5%, 6%, 7%, 10%. You could get a rate of return on your investment. But when interest rates went down to near zero, I mean, think about just your, your savings accounts where your savings account is now getting, uh, what, one-tenth of 1% if you're lucky on an interest-bearing savings account. Government bonds that had been paying 5, 6, 7, 8, 9% are paying 2, 3, 4%. Unless you, you want to get into to some of the bonds, we'll pay 10% government bonds, but they're hard to get into, hard to get out of, can only take so much money. Real estate is where a lot of people are throwing their money now. They've been buying up a lot of real estate, a lot of the hedge funds and private equity funds buying up real estate. So you can't buy your starter house because the hedge funds, which have more money than you, have bought up all the houses and demand that you become a renter so that they get an even greater return on investment and then rents keep going up. We had a really good thing going, America. And we could have a really good thing going again. But it's like we forgot the. But we had such a good time of it. We had such a good long run of a good economy. We forgot the fundamentals of making money and investing. You don't borrow money to invest. You build up a private pool of a pool of funds that you can then use to invest when you've taken care of your debts. You don't take out debts to invest. That's kind of one of the very basic things you need to learn in your 20s. And we have a whole handful of 20-somethings now who have taken out investments, who have taken out debts, who have taken out loans, who have cashed out inheritances to be part of the next big thing that the Hollywood celebrities told them was the next big thing. You know, I, I, I won't say I'm blessed with it. It's just my personality. But when I see everybody running in one direction, I tend to run the opposite direction. And when I've seen so many of my friends rush into crypto, I've tended to become more and more skeptical of it. And I put some in. I made a little bit of money and I got out. It just seemed too good to be true. It went up and up and up and up and up. And I missed a lot of my friends made a lot more money. I've got several friends who have become millionaires through crypto, came from nothing, and they became millionaires through crypto. And they cashed out. But I know several who got in late and stayed in past the peak and are either back to zero or below where they invested. And we're going to have a hard time here. Listen, uh, I, I saw Dave Ramsey. Of I assume you all know who Dave Ramsey is, the investment guy. He uh, had a post on Instagram the other day. And he pointed out that we're probably not going to be in a housing collapse or we're probably not in a bubble here. And the reason is because uh, demand still exceeds supply, even though we in this country seem to be in a housing bubble and prices seem to be skyrocketing. Uh, in most of the country, there are exceptions in parts of the country, Phoenix, Arizona being one of them. But in most of the country now, 
demand still exceeds supply. So your house is a source of equity as home prices continue to go up because there are way more people who want houses than there are houses available in the country. And there is a supply chain problem with lumber and steel and and copper wiring and the like. But real estate and crypto are two different things. Real estate is very tangible. I can give you the address. You can go see the investment. Can't see that with crypto. Now, unfortunately, some of this plays into the other story, the one we really have to talk about. The loners, the angry young men, isolated from society, riding a wave, and the wave gets over them and crashes down around them, and what do they do? The cryptocurrency phenomenon has largely been young men who are making something of themselves through their investments. But there's a whole other segment of young men out there in this country who are disaffected by society, alienated by society, had in some cases a good run of society, and then things collapsed around them and they separated from society and grew into despair and despondency and had no social safety net around them, had no social organization or self-awareness around them in order to maintain themselves in society, and they grew angry and decided to lash out against society. All of these things intersect with the spiritual rot in the country. And so now we know more than 20%, 21% of crypto investors use loans to buy their cryptocurrency investments, many of them young men who are now going to be in debt for worthless investments. How many of them have strong society around them, relationships around them to keep them from despair, to keep them from anger, to keep them from rage, to keep them from self-harm. The societal fallouts of the quick and easy scheme to try to get rich as we've got a long storied history in this country of things ending badly when markets begin to collapse and we haven't seen the bottom yet. And we've got more data on that coming, but right now, One of the ties to all of these stories is the story that I have put off talking about that we will have to talk about at the bottom of the hour, and that is the collapse of family and the isolated, lonely young man, and where in society does all of this lead? It's one of the problems, one of the serious problems that we as society are going to have to address because, I mean, the odds are, frankly, it's only going to get worse. And from there, I don't know how we deal with it. I'm just not sure we as society are equipped to be able to deal with what's going on. Listen, I realize it's a podcast ad, but it's also true. I do sleep under bowl and branch sheets every night. They are noticeable, distinct there. They've got a great weight to them. They've got a great softness to them, and they get softer over time. They use the best 100% organic cotton threads on the planet for superior softness and a better night's sleep. 
They're soft to start with. They get softer. They've also got a great weight. They're not too light. They're not too heavy. They keep you cool in the summer, warm in the winter. They're just perfect sheets, really. They use the highest quality threads there are. They're beloved even by three U.S. presidents. They got over 10,000 stellar reviews. And you can feel the difference of their iconic signature sheets pretty immediately. Bull and Branch even gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping and returns on all orders. The annual summer event is starting soon, but Bull and Branch is giving you guys exclusive early access before anyone else to 20% off with promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at bowlandbranch.com. It is their best offer of the year before the holidays, so you need to act now. Again, you guys, my listeners of The Eric Erickson Show, get this exclusive early access, and you get to save 20% with promo code ERIC. It's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, for 20% off. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this year program, I'll allow it. We have to get to the shooter. This is a short segment here. I won't get to the shooter here. I will give you your laugh of the day before we get into the depressing topics. I got to give it to him. I thought it was a was a um was a humorous thing to do. The British Embassy in Washington uh, prepared a independent American Independence Day playlist yesterday uh, that you could find on Spotify with a picture of uh, George the Third from Hamilton saying, "You'll be back." There, <laughs> the account was King George seventeen seventy six. And the playlist was on repeat, baby, come back. <laughs> that was it. That was all they did uh, in honor of uh, the 4th of July. And then they had a little emoji. It had a uh, UK flag, the broken heart emoji, and then the American flag. <laughs> good good for them. I hope everybody still has their uh, all their fingers and toes today. I have most of my thumb. It's actually healing. I'm impressed. It looks gross, but it's healing. Uh, we shot fireworks last night, and I got to tell you, I, I made a great $15 investment. So there's this little device, and it works on Bluetooth, and you run cords to your fireworks, and they clamp on, and this little device uses a 9-volt a battery, and it generates um, a short circuit in the wires. The wire heats up. And it triggers the fireworks. And so I bought some of the really big, uh, yeah, we are those people. I bought hundreds of dollars of those ginormous box fireworks. And I clamped those things on and I did the grand finale and it was great. I could push the little buttons and trigger the ones I wanted and away it went. It was fantastic. Great 4th of July in our cul-de-sac. Now I want you to have a great summer. There is no backyard grill out comparable to what you get from Omaha Steaks. If you go to omahasteaks.com and you put Eric in the search bar, you're going to get a special price on the all-American assortment and a tasty bonus. You will get eight ultra-juicy Omaha Steak burgers for free. The all-American assortment includes 16 mouth-watering entrees, four fork-tender double-trimmed butcher-cut fillets, 
four pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts. Man, that's fantastic. And a whole lot more. There's a reason why Omaha Steaks has been the leader in gourmet steaks since 1917. Nobody comes close to matching the flavor, tenderness, and value of Omaha Steaks. Order the all-American assortment. Fill your freezer with enough gourmet food to keep your cookouts going all summer long. And don't forget, you get eight free Omaha Steak burgers when you order the all-American assortment. You go to omahasteaks.com, put Eric, E-R-I-C-K, in the search bar. That's omahasteaks.com. The keyword is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. I hope you had a great 4th of July. Yesterday, we were reminded again, in our great country, there is a profound evil lurking in the shadows that occasionally rears its head. Now, I got to tell you, I I can't help but make one theological point here as we begin this discussion because I think it's necessary. What is the definition of evil? Lots of people have definitions for evil, and it tends to boil down to those things I don't like or I am vehemently opposed to. I I have a lot of friends in the political right who are regular churchgoers these days who tell me the Democratic Party is evil. I don't I know a lot of people will agree with that. I have a hard time lumping political parties which are inherently partisan, political, uh secular and tied to American politics as being evil because uh, a lot of people could say the same thing about the Republican Party. Republicans would never say it about ourselves, mind you. But I'm at least open to what's good for the goose is good for the gander when it comes to political smear jobs. Uh, the reality here is Evil, definitionally, is not the things you hate. Evil is not even the bad things. Evil is the absence of God. That's that's the definition of evil is the absence of God. God does not create evil. God does not make bad things happen. In the absence of God, there is evil. Now, We can't legislate against evil because we can't legislate those spiritual things. No amount of Christians in politics is going to bring God back into a space where he is absent uh, without people addressing the spiritual needs of people. I will move on from that to say this. Can we not yet recognize the pattern? Because there is a pattern. There's a young, white man in a collapsed family without a strong relationship with his father and parents generally who falls away from society turns against society, embraces nihilism, and decides to lash out against society to make himself famous in some capacity. This is the pattern. 
So they're not always white, but usually they are. They're not always fatherless, but usually they are. They are not always without a political agenda, but usually they are. The left wants us to know that he is of the right today. The right wants us to know he is of the left today. The people who knew him best said he was neither. He was apolitical. He had issues. He was known to police. He was a prolific poster online where he apparently went by the name Awake the Rapper. His videos foretell his alleged violent acts. In one, he appeared to dramatize the school shooting. In another, he appeared to animate his own demise in a confrontation with police. His postings informed the operation to arrest him. The mayor of Highland Park, Illinois, confirms she had a connection to the suspect. She said his father unsuccessfully ran against her for mayor. Investigators are only beginning to put pieces together. Police say the suspect was already known to law enforcement. Already known. Just like the shooter in Buffalo. Just like the shooter in Uvalde. Just like the shooter in Florida. Just like so many of the other shooters. Nowadays, when we see troubled young men who we suspect might turn violent, who have issues, who are struggling, you know what we do? We pick up our cell phones and get on the internet to distract ourselves from them. We got a problem in the country. It is a deeply spiritual problem. It is one where, I don't know, there's this institution called the church, might fill the void, but too many people in the church are too busy yelling at each other for not being Christian enough, one way or the other. Christians are too busy fighting each other to fight to save a soul. And the government can't do anything. We just passed gun control. Just passed a law on gun control. First time we've passed a compromised gun control legislation in over 30 years. And what's the solution from the left today? Round up all the guns. Pay no attention to that Second Amendment. Round up all the guns. Can I just tell you something blunt, something that may make some of you mad? I don't mean to offend you, but it's the truth. A society that can't tell you what a man and a woman are is a society that can't help aimless, wandering young men because you can't define them to identify the problem. A morally relativistic society where boys can become girls and girls can become boys can't help troubled young men because you can't identify them. There's no right standard And that's what we're dealing with here. We have a spiritual crisis in this country, y'all. Families are collapsing around us. People are choosing not to have kids for convenience sake. Too much trouble. Career first. Can't have a family. Oh, if we have a family, we can't bring them into this world. Look at how terrible this world is. 
Nobody's out there nurturing the kids. The kids are turning to the Internet to be raised, and they go into the dark recesses of the Internet. It's a problem. And our solution is to yell at each other. Ben Collins on M- on NBC this morning was saying he this guy had the tendencies of, of what we see from right-wing shooters. There's no evidence of that, by the way. There is none. No evidence. And yet that's what they're saying. Now, uh, certain right-wing sites are saying he copied Antifa. He dressed like Antifa. He did all that. Nope. You know what I saw? I saw another young man with sunken eyes and face tattoos wearing black who hated society, hated the world around him, was rudderless, lacked strong friend networks, lacked strong relationships with family. And he killed a lot of people. Killed a lot of people. There's a uh, person who knew him uh, who has since been verified, it seems, that this is true, who knew the shooter, said they used to make music together, said he's not Antifa, he's not some MAGA overlord. He was an isolated stoner who lost touch with reality. And y'all, that just happens time and time again. According to the police, at this moment, he was planning the attack for weeks. No one else was involved. And the rifle was purchased legally in Illinois a state that already has serious, tough gun laws. And here's my frustration with how I deal with these stories because, I mean, we've had already the Uvalde shooting. We've had this shooting. We've had other shootings. You know, the number of dead, frankly, if this was on the south side of Chicago and he were black, we would be skipping the story because that happens on a regular basis in Chicago. And we're not allowed to talk about that story, according to the media, because we're of the wrong race. We can't talk about it. And neither can they because it's a matter for the black community. And yet no one wants to address that story. But that's the truth. And if it cuts you for me to say that, well, you know, there's some truth here and the truth hurts. It's just true. If this was the south side of Chicago, this was a daily occurrence. But it wasn't the south side of Chicago where this happens. There's this Highland Park, a well-to-do neighborhood, having a 4th of July parade where a loner young man, stoner, struggling with society, with no good family relations, sat on a rooftop and waited to kill people. Why? We don't know. Actually, I think we know because we don't know. Because he was rudderless and didn't really have an agenda. He was angry at the world. Because that's the recurring pattern here. And now I go back to the beginning of this hour. Think about the young men lured into the Internet, into celebrity culture. We're told here, uh, take a loan, find money, pour it into here. You're going to make money. You're guaranteed it's a sure thing. And now they've lost it. And all the people who told them it's a sure thing, you're going to make a lot of money, you'll be rich. That's what the world values. All those celebrities who told them to do it, they're not going to come bail them out now. What are they going to do? 
there are real spiritual problems in the country. There's an institution called the church that could help address them, but the church is too distracted, squabbling amongst itself over who who is pure, who is big Ava or not. There are real spiritual problems in the country, and the government cannot legislate their way out of spiritual problems. Society must find a way out, but our society has turned too inward, too self-absorbed to deal with the problems. But I'm going to tell you, and I want you to listen to me, and I need you to hear me. Parents, if there's an aimless, rudderless, 20-something, despondent and down on society, the very rare exceptions due to tragic circumstances, that young man has two people called parents. He has a mother and a father. And a mother and a father are going to solve the problem quicker than government. If they're willing. If you've got a kid, be a good parent to your child. Your bad parenting will reverberate in society long after you're dead but so will your good parenting. Parents matter. We, in a society that can't tell what a boy and a girl are and defame the very idea of normal parenting and raising families, we as a society would do well to get back to recognizing that normal, boring old families that are so often the butt of jokes on television and in culture is the very thing that saves us from ourselves if we would just get back to it. But I don't know that anyone really has an incentive to try to get back to it. And that's part of our problem. We're going to have more of this. We're not going to have less. This problem doesn't go away. We can't round up all the guns. We have a second amendment. The genie's out of the bottle. You're not putting it back in. We got to think differently. And if we were willing to think differently, we would have to be willing to recognize that if we revalued families and reprioritized family structure in the country and actually got back to the basics of truth, we would have a fighting chance against the madness creeping in with the spiritual decay in this country. But I don't know that we do. I hate to be the pessimist here. Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus, because we ourselves don't seem to be able to help ourselves as a society. All we want to do is yell at each other, draw partisan contrast with each other, decide whether this guy was of the right or of the left, as opposed to he was yet another crazy shooter who had all the same problems as all the others. And instead, we want to focus on the gun and fight about the gun, as opposed to how do we actually help alleviate the situation and minimize more and more of these isolated, angry loner young men who fit the pattern time and time again. Maybe we need to rethink it. Well, now we got to move on. We got to talk about happier subjects, including the 4th of July. To get there, I want you to know to celebrate the 4th of July, Eden Pure has brought back their BOGO deal on the thunderstorm air purifiers. You know, one of my listeners says uh, it really helped with the cat litter box. Waited for the BOGO deal. Now they want another BOGO deal. Well, your BOGO deal is back, Patrick. 
Now is the time. BOGO's back. So when you buy one Eden Pure Thunderstorm, you're going to get one for free. No matter how many you buy, you get an equal number free. Buy two, you get two free. Buy five, you get five free. The thunderstorm will completely eliminate odors, even the worst odors, pet odors, cigarette odors, urine odors from your animals or your small children or your grandparents, cooking odors. Now's the time. The Eden Pure buy one, get one free sale. It ends July 10th. Over 265,000 thunderstorms have been sold to my listeners. And you get tons of five-star reviews. They wipe out the odors. You're buying several for your home. Others are as well. You're giving them for gifts. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in Eric Bogo as your code. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is Eric Bogo. E-R-I-C-K-B-O-G-O. Shipping, as always, is free. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code Eric Bogo. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan, wherever you are nationwide. If you're in charge of a business and want it to grow and banks are giving you the runaround, First Liberty gets straight to the point. Reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you, firstlibertyga.com, to be a part of that. There is some breaking news, and I've got to play you this audio. But we do believe Cremo pre-planned this attack for several weeks. Uh, he brought a high-powered rifle to this parade. He accessed the roof of a business via a fire escape ladder and began opening fire on the innocent Independence Day celebration goers. The rifle was purchased in Illinois, and the information we have thus far is that it appears to have been purchased legally by Cremo. Uh, during the attack, Cremo was dressed in woman's clothing, and investigators do believe he did this to conceal his facial tattoos and his identity and help him during the escape uh, with the other people who were fleeing the chaos. During the attack, we believe that Cremo fired more than 70 rounds from this rifle into the crowd of innocent people. Killing six, wounding 30. My goodness. Uh, apparently, uh, last year... He put up video of the parade route with 911 audio and sirens blaring as a as background audio. So deeply disturbed advertising for a year uh, that he was not writing yet. Uh, you know, for all these laws we have on the books to um, put people on lists, make it harder for them to buy guns, so many people instead don't want to get themselves involved, don't want to cause problems for themselves. The lawyers will come after them and sue them for trying to do something. So they just get on their phone, distract themselves, and don't make eye contact with the situation. That's part of the problem. Um, I With this breaking news, I, I, there's some Stacey Abrams news out there uh, out of Georgia that you guys will love. Apparently, she's got some new platform packages out there where she's basically copying the incumbent Republican governor, Brian Kemp, uh, and has poured money into new ads trying to downplay that she's soft on crime and has supported groups that defund the police. We'll get to that as soon as we can. When we come back, though, Democrats are discovering they have a problem. How do you get Generation Z to go vote when you've told them to go protest? They're not showing up at the ballot boxes. They're showing up on the protest fields, and Democrats don't know how to solve the problem they themselves created.